Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll explore the strategic thinking around a trendy fitness apparel brand launching a pre-workout supplement and explain what this could all mean to the supplement industry. But before we get started, I would love if you took 53 seconds out of your day to leave a rating review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. This LTO supplement might be long gone now and maybe forever, but when a trendy fitness apparel brand valued north of a billion dollars launches a functional CPG product, there's obviously insights to be extracted and lessons to be learned for all supplement industry stakeholders, right? Maybe one of my favorite things to do when these like out of left field supplement industry announcements happen is just to kind of sit back and absorb most of the myopic perspectives that really get spewed as fast as possible all over the internet to try and garner clicks. Don't get it twisted though. I'm not trying to be like a pompous ass or act like my perspective is right, but longtime subscribers know my point of view tends to be unique and directed towards executive level industry leaders. So it must be supported by data and or strategic logic. This ends up making it impactful to them, but also any like industry professional or even the most curious consumers. What you'll not hear is this pre-workout product wasn't formulated in the most loaded way possible. Thus, Gymshark must be this like evil company. But let's back up a little bit here and explain some basic details on this supplement launch. In mid-January of 2023, Gymshark announced on its social media that it created a branded pre-workout supplement. It would be available to the UK market only and for a limited time. Obviously, that LTO time period was super short because as of recording this in the back half of March 2023, the branded pre-workout can be like nowhere to be found across Gymshark's website. So why am I even talking about this particular LTO pre-workout launch over the dozens that happen weekly by midsize or larger supplement brands? It's solely due to the company behind it. Gymshark is a fashion brand, and not just any fashion brand, but one that generates well over a half billion dollars in global revenue annually. And I'm certain most of you guys are familiar with Gymshark, but here's kind of a quick and dirty background for those that aren't too keen on the story. In 2012, at the age of 19, Ben Francis originally founded Gymshark as a supplement e-commerce website but quickly pivoted when he realized no one was really making clothes for the bodybuilding scene. 
He spent his entire savings on a sewing machine and a screen printer and kind of learned how to make garments from his mother. Gymshark exploded over the next like handful of years after the brand arguably invented the playbook for how the fashion industry and really kind of all industries use influencers today. Outside of being one of the first to lean in heavily into that influencer marketing, Gymshark has invested tons of money and resources in being a best-in-class creator of movement through digital storytelling. They have built one of the strongest and most passionate communities in any consumer category, which can be easily seen through the sheer volume of user-generated content posted daily. Beyond the impressive like branding and marketing and product machine that they've built, Gymshark is also no slouch when it comes to operational excellence and how that interacts with finance, showing up in the all-important cash conversion cycle metric. Up until very recently, Gymshark, believe it or not, actually had a cash conversion cycle that was negative, which means they could turn inventory before the accounts payable was due. That essentially meant they could lean on their suppliers to fund their growth, which they took full advantage of until ambitions kind of widened in the back half of 2020. This is when Gymshark took their first major investment from General Atlantic, that private equity firm, which also owns pieces of Authentic Brands Group, Reliance Retail, which is a massive company in India, and many other like potentially strategic entities, acquired about one-fifth of Gymshark that valued the fitness apparel brand at more than a billion dollars. But all that background is really to say there's an oddity to what Gymshark did by deciding to launch an LTO product within the dietary supplements market. While I can't remember everything, I'm pressed to kind of pinpoint any like like-for-like like comparison with this business strategy made throughout history by any of the other like fitness apparel brands of like similar stature at that time. If we're thinking about Nike or Adidas or Under Armour or Lululemon or Reebok, any of those ones. But that being said, I did once explore the idea of fitness equipment slash content companies like Peloton or Tonal or Mir would explore, buy, build, or partnership opportunities within the functional CPG categories. Now, the inspiration for that content was sparked by adjacent competitors like the Beachbody Company, F45, Onnit, and a few others having made like ecosystem moves that involved the supplement industry. In that previous content, I stated the probability would be very low that any of these major fitness equipment slash content companies would get into selling supplements, but conceded the most likely was Mir because of the parent company being Lululemon. That was due to Lululemon having grown their lifestyle brand equity immensely in those recent years and had even dabbled in expanding merchandising strategy away from the original core apparel offerings. Moreover, when considering the buy, build, or partnership decision, I stated the most likely would be the latter. This is because a strategic partnership could alleviate much of the risk that comes with categorical complexities around regulatory and supply chain that are outside of these companies like Mir slash Lululemon's core competencies. Why am I talking through all of this? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Because this was the Gymshark playbook for the LTO pre-workout launch. They created a strategic partnership with a supplement brand called Applied Nutrition and essentially white-labeled their popular pre-workout product called ABE, which stands for All Black Everything. For my mostly U.S.-based audience, you might not be too familiar with the U.K.-based Applied Nutrition, but since launching in 2014, it has grown to an estimated $50 million business that offers over 200 products sold in more than 60 countries across the world. So getting back to what I was mentioning initially about all of the like, product formulation criticism, aka the myopic perspectives that a sports supplement must be packed to the brim with ingredients or it shouldn't be created at all. Think about it this way. This Gymshark supplement offering was as much targeting the more seasoned connoisseurs of pre-workout as their core business of apparel is targeting the old meathead in the gym that wears those triple X sweats from 30 years ago. This wasn't for those like, I only give a fuck about results, hardcore male lifters. That's a different consumer than what buys Gymshark. The Gymshark consumer is arguably earlier in their fitness and health journey. They believe very much in the concept of if you look good, you feel good. They are 60% female and one third of them are under the age of 24. To best serve that consumer cohort, they needed to create a pre-workout product that was a mix of approachable and cost-effective. At $1.20 or around that a serving, and a simple mix of mostly well-known ingredients, I think they achieved that. From Gymshark's business perspective, they were seeking a market-validated, aka top-selling product in a trendy category that's interesting to their consumers to essentially co-brand. They achieved that with the white labeling of Applied Nutrition's ABE. While Amazon UK isn't as representative of the entire market as compared to the US Amazon site, it's still important to note that Applied Nutrition ABE is the fourth best-selling sports supplement across all categories. Finally, supplement professionals should think about this launch as a net positive for the industry. This Gymshark pre-workout could very well be one of the first sports supplements a consumer takes. And while there are likely more spec'd out products in that category that a consumer could choose, this will easily do the job for those newer to those consuming caffeinated performance powders. At the economical price point, that consumer will feel good about the purchase and likely be sticky to the category, thus creating more overall buying power. Just to kind of end on some quick final thoughts, I wanted to explore if this LTO pre-workout launch by Gymshark was the start of something more or just a one-off test. On the one hand, Gymshark had been teasing customers about the launch of supplements for several years. And remember, it's actually the product category that started the company before pivoting to apparel. So maybe it's a passion project for Ben Francis, 
I don't know. I'm also certain that the Gymshark team is very talented and has proven that they can create products that hit consumers in their hearts and their minds. Pair that with the millions of highly engaged global consumers that would likely be willing to try recommendations from a brand they've trusted along their health and fitness journey, and Gymshark could very well create a supplement lineup that's successful. Here's though why I don't think you'll be seeing that or even tons of these LTO launches from Gymshark, at least in the short term. It creates a loss of focus on its core business. And this is a tough time for apparel brands. Earlier this year, Gymshark was forced to lay off 65 employees or about the estimated like 7% of their entire staff. And because of that, I think you'll see Gymshark get back to their roots and double or triple down on what they do best. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 